Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 3 The Smuggler's Gold by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 7 The Mangrove Swamp. As the pirates' roar reached the sleuth's ears on the lagoon of Emora, they froze. The crew of the Black Vulture had clearly realised that Nika's men had led them on a wild goose chase. If the Black Vulture is approaching from the sea, we can't get away in that direction, said Nika, borrowing Milo's spyglass and training it on the reef where the shouts were coming from. We haven't got time to get back over the lagoon without them being able to see us, said Sam urgently. We better hide in the mangroves, said Nika quickly. They'll expect us to be fleeing with the treasure and trying to get away, not staying put. And they won't be keen to look in the mangroves, not with all the mosquitoes. The sleuths glanced at each other. Mangrove areas were places to be avoided at all costs. The large plants grew down by the water's edge, where the water was stagnant. Mosquitoes buzzed and sea crocodiles sometimes lingered in the swampy water. Zelly gulped. Well, this is an emergency, she said, and I don't think we've got another option. Well, whatever we do, we need to act fast, hissed Milo, the eyeglass focused on the reef. A jolly boat is on its way. Sure enough, a little boat was bobbing towards them. It was still tiny, but it was moving quickly and would reach them soon. Without another word, the sleuths directed the lucky star toward the mangroves at the edge of the lagoon. The sky darkened immediately as they reached the cool shade of the plants. The buzzing of insects and the slow lapping of the water at the edge of the muddy ground was all that could be heard. Oh, I don't like looking at mangroves, let alone submerging myself right under them, said Sophie with a shudder. The branches look like dead people. It's just because the sea covers them with each tide, said Nika reassuringly. I know it's not nice, but it's a fantastic hiding place. Let's separate ourselves from the boat, just in case, suggested Sam. If the pirates hang around, we might need to leave the lucky star here and get back by land. If we tie her up carefully, she can't float away, even at high tide. Good plan, agreed Nika. And she and Sam pushed the boat deep into the mangroves, tying it securely to some branches. They then covered it with some palm fronds so it was completely hidden from view. Excellent, said Nika. Now we'd better hide ourselves. Before the sleuths splashed into the water, Zav handed round a spray bottle. We'd better put on some protection against the mosquitoes, he said. What is this? asked Nika, spraying herself. It's made from plants by our ma. She's a herbalist like Aunt Flavia, explained Sophie. It's really useful. It drives the mosquitoes away because they hate the smell. And you only need a little bit. Shh! Milo whispered. The sleuths froze. A steady splashing could be heard coming ever closer. The pirate's jolly boat. Nika beckoned to the sleuths to submerge themselves in the water so only their heads were showing. Moving through the water like this meant there was little chance of making splashing noises which might give away their position. The sleuths then followed Nika into the depths of the mangroves. By the bank, she paused and reached for her knife, cutting each of them a piece of reed. 
These worked as long, thin breathing tubes, allowing them all to completely submerge themselves in the water. Anyone passing wouldn't notice a few reeds among all the other plants, so it was a perfect hiding place. As the sound of the splashing oars grew closer, Nika signalled for the sleuths to go under the water. Rafa and the parrots had perched high up in the top of the mangroves to act as lookouts. Rafa waved his tail. Nika checked that the children had all completely disappeared. Then she joined them under the water. The underwater world was murky. It felt strange to be breathing through the tubes, but the children stayed still, holding hands and focusing on taking regular breaths. Splash, splash. The oars were coming closer. Even though they were hidden, the sleuths clutched each other, keeping completely still. Splash, splash. No sign! Damn these pesky brats! Even underwater, the children knew that hard voice. It was the harsh tones of Humberto, their captor, and Sophie shivered. How can we be sure they've found the treasure, though? A second voice asked. Oh, they've found it, Humberto replied grimly. You mark my words, brother. If we find them, we find that gold. Keep your eyes peeled. Their way out to sea is blocked by the black vulture, and we'll keep patrolling this lagoon until we find them. And the splash, splash of oars slowly receded until only the lapping of the swamp and the buzzing of mosquitoes could be heard. Anna and Damaria twittered the all clear once the jolly boat had disappeared, fluttering down to the lower branches near the children's hiding place. Nika was the first to rise up, very slowly, from the stagnant water, the reeds still in her mouth. The coast was clear, and Rafa jumped onto her shoulder as the others popped their heads back above the water. Did you hear what Humberto said? Zav said, frowning. There's no way we can escape by water. We'll definitely be spotted. Yes, agreed Sam. Our only way is over land. What about using the hidden path? cried Milo. Yes, agreed Sophie, her face brightening. What is it? asked Nika. Will it be safe? It's an old smuggler's route, explained Sam with a grin. We call it the hidden path because it's covered by trees most of the way. It's very rough underfoot, so not many people use it, but that means it'll be safe. The trees provide perfect cover. We'll need to keep really quiet, though, warned Zelly. And take it in turns to carry the chest of gold, added Zav. Once we get into the trees, we could use some of the mules who graze by the hidden path to help us carry the treasure, suggested Sophie. Excellent idea, Soph, her brother agreed. They're really strong animals, and they'll give us a break over some of the more difficult terrain. Right, me hardies, said Nika decisively. This is the best plan we've got, so I vote we get cracking. We'll carry the treasure back on land, via the hidden path. That should get us inland far enough so we can pick up the moving way, which will take us straight to Sandopolis. The sleuths looked at each other and nodded. Nika went to the lucky star and heaved the chest of gold onto her shoulder. The water will help me get this to land, she said. Then we'll use our belts to create straps for it. That should help us carry it more easily. They hauled themselves and the treasure up onto the bank, tracking across the sand towards the hidden path. 
Sam brought up the rear, using a palm frond to erase their tracks in the sand. Rafa swung from the branches of the trees above, and Anna and Damaria flew high on patrol to check for pirate activity. The pirates are coming over the reef, mistress, Damaria reported to Sophie. We need to delay them so we can get away, said Nika urgently. We can't move much more quickly than this with all this treasure. They'll catch us. Sam had climbed one of the palm trees, but he couldn't see. Zav whistled to Rafa, who shinnied up in no time. As he was so small, he could go higher than Sam and could almost get to the top. Then he jumped across to the next palm tree, going higher every time. The others waited below, and Rafa soon made his way back down to ground. Great good creature, wise and true, tell me what I ask of you, whispered Zelly. Only one boat is over the reef, the monkey reported, but there's another waiting on the other side. Zav and Zelly exchanged glances. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? asked Zav. Yes, answered Zelly, her eyes twinkling. I'll go down to the lagoon and call our friends the manatees. They'll help us for sure. I'll go with you, said Zav. No, you can't, guys. It's too dangerous, said Nika. The pirates are sure to see you. No, they won't, smiled Zelly. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant us invisibility. Suddenly, the outlines of Zelly and Zav started to shimmer and wobble until they had completely disappeared. Well, I never, exclaimed Nika. You're amazing. I, where are you? Without another word, the twins scampered back down to the edge of the shore. The pirate's boat was clearly visible, and if they hadn't been able to make themselves invisible, they would have been seen for certain. The twins splashed their hands in the water gently, and very soon the manatees came, their wide noses skimming the surface of the lagoon. Can you help us escape from the pirates? asked Zelly, gently stroking the nose of the nearest creature. We will be very glad to, Miss Sally, the manatee replied. These pirates are cruel. Last year they killed many of us. If you swim under their boat, they'll capsize, said Zelly. And if you stay under the water, they won't see you and won't be able to hurt you. The manatee nodded, and what looked like a smile flitted across its broad features before it slowly returned to the water. Zelly and Zav stayed by the edge of the lagoon, hidden by the magic spell. As they watched, the pirate boat wobbled, then suddenly capsized right into the lagoon. Humberto and his pirate pal were clinging to the upended boat, shaking their fists in fury. Pull us out! They cried to the other pirate boat bobbing outside the reef, but those pirates were too busy laughing. Zelly and Zav grinned. That should distract them for a little while anyway, said Zav. Come on, let's go. We've got some treasure to deliver. Thanks for listening. Join us next episode for Chapter 8, The Moving Way. See you next time.